0: What did you eat for breakfast? Do you know what? I can't remember. (laughs) I can't remember. Hang on. I really can't remember, actually, what I had for breakfast this morning. I think it was good, because I feel quite good, you know. i would had a few cups of tea, probably.
1: Welcome to Music On Your Own Terms the podcast that aims to help musicians develop an entrepreneurial mindset through interviews, as well as discussing resources, concepts, successes, and more. Providing a platform to talk about negative emotions, such as anxiety and depression, in order to help overcome them in the context of music and reduce the social stigma. This is episode 97. Sponsored by the Skinny Armadillo Printing Company in Fort Worth, Texas, offering screen printing, embroidery, laser engraving, and a range of other services. Go to theskinnyarmadillo.com to learn how they can help you get your merch business to the next level. If you enjoy the podcast, there are a couple of ways you can help support me and spread the word. You can buy some merch at terms.com and also sign up for the mailing list to stay in the loop. What would really help right now is to go to Podcast Magazine's website at podcastmagazine.com forward slash hot50 and vote for the podcast in their Hot 50 monthly chart. This episode, I am ecstatic to be speaking with the absolute legend that is Mr. Ed Wynn from the Osric Tentacles, a band I've been following for over 20 years. Ed discusses his background, including his artistic upbringing with his dad being a famous sculptor, Sir David Wynn, being personally encouraged by George Harrison to play guitar, and his experimentation with his friend's Moog synthesizer. We discuss the new Osric's album, what prompted him to record a solo album last year, his work with Jordan Rudess, and what it means to be able to tour and play music with his family. We also hear how Ed's synesthesia is helpful with mixing music, and finally, he gives some great advice for musicians looking to make a career from music. Music <laughs> This week, my suggested artist is the subject of the interview, the Osric Tentacles. The impact their music has had on me cannot be overstated, and I feel it's one of those bands that you either love or don't know about. The body of work that Ed and all the musicians that have contributed is incredible. Which means, if you love what you're hearing, there is so much more to explore. including Ed's solo album and side projects with his son Silas Neptune, who also has his own releases to boot. Check out the Osrix music and let me know what you think. To another episode of the podcast today, I'm I'm really uh, chuffed to be able to talk to Edwin from the Osric Tentacles. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. Yep, thanks. Yeah, really, really appreciate you coming on and talking to me. Um, yes, pleasure. So I discovered the Osrics. I think it was like '99. I was driving up to London with uh, some workmates, and somebody said, "Hey, check this out. You might like it." And it was yeah. I think it was Water Waterfall Cities, and been <laughs> a fan ever since. So yeah where to begin, man. so much. um is it true that George Harrison gave you the inspiration to play guitar?
0: Yeah, I mean, he was one of the people who actually encouraged me to keep going. I'd kind of started on the guitar a little bit, and uh you know, and i uh, I kind of knew him a little bit, and it was like he would he said to me a few things that really did help. He said, you know do do go for it, but be careful because it's not guaranteed you're gonna make a load of money. but if it's really right. what you feel, then you should do it anyway, regardless of that and uh he said, "You can practice in rehearsal room all you like, but you'll learn more on five minutes on stage than you will in two years worth of rehearsal." Is what he told me. And uh, I just you know, when I when I saw him occasionally, he would be very, very uh, encouraging and very gentle and very kind. You know, nice guy.
1: That's fantastic. Um, so, what what prompted you to start playing synthesizer and bringing that into the music?
0: Well, uh, I. The first thing I started playing, in fact, was uh, piano, in fact, because there, in, in, okay. there was a piano in the house. So I sort of started noodling about on that when I was little and uh, mm. then thought guitar is way cooler and grabbed a guitar at age 12 or so and uh, yeah. learned a few bits on that and started getting there. And then suddenly I thought, well, you know, I do have a little knack with the keyboard here. So friend had a nice Moog synthesizer and he left it around very kindly and I had fun with that and mm. uh, jumped into a whole world there and haven't looked back since, basically, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, so let's talk about the new album. I mean, it, it sounds to me like a return to your ri- kind of original uh, form. I'm quite partial to the Yum Yum Tree, which was oh, yeah. more of a heavy, heavier synth bassy sound. Mm-hmm. Um, And this album sounds more like you're going back to the kind of... 80s and 90s kind of deal so was that a conscious decision or did you kind of just?
0: Well not really it never is a real decision as to how something is going to turn out for me I kind of just kick off and see where it lands you know in a way but the, I mean I was pretty much on my own for this album because it was during the sort of Covid lockdown and stuff like that so it's a little bit reminiscent of when I used to make tunes back a while back when I was sitting on my own in my bedroom doing them there you know so maybe it was, that's why it's a bit similar to that because I had the, the freedom and the time and the Lack of other right. people's influence a little bit on this one, you know? So it could be that. I don't know. I just really enjoyed making it, and it was a lovely escape during all this weirdness that was going on. Was, for me, it was my own personal delve into a different world, which kept me sane, as it always does.
1: Absolutely. And speaking of, you know, doing that kind of stuff, you released your... your was it your first solo album last oh, year? Yes, Shimmer, I did, actually. Shimmer Into Nature? Yes. So, what? I mean, what prompted... That idea, in terms of, um, you know, obviously Osric's is is heavily you. Um, so what what makes that different? I
0: had reached a point where I'd always been well for the last thirty years or so been Mr. Osric Tentacles a little bit, and uh, mm. I felt it was like it was being brilliant, but I, it was kind of like heavy heavy burden after a little bit. Somehow, something about it was too. I felt like shrinking things down a bit and doing my own little thing for a moment or two. That is basically what it was, I think, you know, this one. Cool. Um, and very much enjoyed it as well. And it was nice to not have to make it as Osric-y as it has to be for Osric sometimes, you know. Right, right. <laughs> I, I like going different places than that as well. So it was a nice little excursion there to do that.
1: Nice. So obviously your, your dad was Sir David Wynn, wow. um, you know, famous sculptor. But uh, one watch. thing that piqued my interest was the 50p piece with the hands yes um so i mean that ties in i think kind of well to brexit because that was done to the 1973 e- european economic community celebration it was, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. so what's your opinion on brexit as far as like touring and how how's that going to affect
0: well, i hope it doesn't affect it too much i'm a little concerned but i uh, mm. as my dad used to say politics never put a man off his dinner as long as you know whatever happens whatever comes my way as long as i've got a roof over my head a studio to make music in friends and loved ones around and something to eat and a little bit to smoke you know then we're, the, then we're all good <laughs> um, right so you know but it would be a shame if touring became a thing which wasn't so possible in europe it would be a shame i think it'll be the same as when we used to go through switzerland and places where it's not in the eu and therefore we had to get a whole load of lists of gear and carnets, and and it was a bit more complicated, really. But I'm sure where there's a will, there is a way, and we'll get there because we got to, you know, somehow. So we'll, Absolutely, you
1: know, yeah. And then, yeah, the, the touching on that, you know, what what's your comments on the uh, music industry? How it's morphed into what it is today? I mean, how how has your revenue kind of changed in terms like, you know, are you are you are you see are you seeing more of a um, kind of rise in in people discovering your music because of the streaming services and how is how is that relating to like merch and 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 buying physical product
0: it seems to be doing quite well really i mean it's always been a big fear of mine is when it becomes all digital and then you get point one of a percentage of a penny per track or whatever you know that's not very good um Uh. thankfully really thankfully is our the, the fan base we have is one where they will be very loyal and they will buy vinyl and they will buy CDs when we make CDs and they will continue to do so because they love collecting it and we try and make them look nice and sound nice and have as a nice object to have and hold, you know, as opposed to a virtual bit of nothing. Um, right, so, absolutely. So, you know, people do actually appreciate this, thankfully, with our band, so for some reason, you know. Mm. So, so Revenue has pretty much been sort of the same, I mean, in a way. It's not, I mean, same as it. For us, it's been the same anyway, pretty much as we've always known it. Really, a little bit. Mm. So, not too bad, really. Thankfully, thankfully,
1: you yeah. know. That's good. Yeah. Do you do you ever delve into like sync licensing for TV films? Because I mean, obviously, very instrumental. So it, it yeah. probably there's probably a lot of places that the music could go into. I mean, is that something you've explored? Uh, ah,
0: it's something which I did used to do a while ago. I did a little bit of this, making actual soundtracks for films. So it wasn't licensing tracks mm. that have been made already. It was being commissioned to, to do soundtrack for stuff. So that's that I've done a few years ago. Um, and I've been waiting for the, the call for that, for the, for, the, for the sync licensing, because it'd be great. And I'd love to make a soundtrack to a film or to have some of it used for that and adapt it towards that or whatever happens to be there, really. It'd be wonderful. Mm. Uh, recently, myself and my son Silas, we've been doing a few little bits of filmy type score music. Um, to, to show to a few people, to show that we can actually do that as well. There's another side to our nature, you know. So mm-hmm. we're having a look in that direction, let's say. But if anybody out there would like to make a sci-fi film, mm-hmm. I'll be happy to make the tunes for it. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's awesome. Mm. Let's see. Speaking, I mean, speaking of sci-fi, um, is it true your great-grandfather was friends with H.D. Wells? I saw that on um, Wikipedia. Yes. And Wikipedia is no, not no. always. That's so funny. Yes,
0: yes. Not my grand, no, my grand, my grand, not great grandparents. My grandmother and grandfather I think knew him vaguely. Oh wow. wow! That's amazing. that you knew that. <laughs>
1: uh, well, I mean, I've just been been doing some research and I yeah. find all these nuggets of information. But you know, you know how Wikipedia is. It's like, yeah, somebody made something up. Wow. Yeah,
0: no, there was a thing about that. They used to know. They, yeah, they they he was one of the their contemporaries, should we say? So, and nice. they, they bumped into him occasionally. They weren't best friends, but they, they chatted and bumped into him occasionally. Yeah, That's Hilarious, Yeah.
1: <laughs> Obviously, you know, your dad influenced art in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, how, how did Silas get into music? Is that just the natural progression or did you kind of nudge him in the right direction? Or
0: uh, Well, I always tried not to push him too hard uh. in that direction because I know it can have the opposite effect if you do this to your sure. kids, can do, or, or maybe not either right way. Um, no, he's always been very interested in it since very young. He liked mm. the weird noises you can make when you play the play the electric piano and it comes out with a voice out of the speakers and it's like, wow, you know, age six, it's quite interesting. Um, so yeah, Absolutely. he's uh, reached a point where he started playing guitar and things like that and then I moved to America and it turned out there was a gap in the band for a synth player. So, mm. uh, okay, Silas, time to learn the synth now, you know? And uh, he's got a good, good, um, good mind and could mathematically kind of, understand what was going on on the keyboards and uh, he sort of jumped in there and hasn't missed a gig since really and uh, he's loving it and now does his own stuff and off in the way you know it's great
1: yeah yeah i mean you, you you guys obviously had a ton of members and it was a very fluid kind of thing back in the 80s hmm. what's uh i mean what's it like to just basically be playing with family for the what was probably the past 20 years now Eighteen years, something like that.
0: Yeah, something like this. Yeah, yeah, pretty good, really, actually. Yeah, nice. Saves a load of stuff that you normally have to deal mm. with people. If they're close to people, then I suppose it could go either way. You could end up really getting annoyed with each other, which we did occasionally, obviously. <laughs> <Right>. But um, <laughs> no, in, in general, it's pretty nice to be able to take a bit of your home with you. Um, mm. If your home is a nice place, then you want to take something with you. If your home is a mad load of chaos, then you'll run screaming onto tour on your own and say, "No, no, I'm terribly busy. Can't, can't, can't do that." <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, but for me, no, it's been good, it's been good, I like it.
1: What does that mean as far as, like, the influences on the music, though? You know, with all those different people, obviously, you know, you, you're going to naturally get kind of some ideas that are a little bit more left of centre, and here and there, is that really a concern at this point? What well, with other people in the band, you
0: mean, or... Not quite. Don't quite follow what you mean. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, with with lots of different members, yeah. you, you obviously get outside influences and yes. things. I mean, is that really a concern? Um, I mean, it's good. Um It can be good or it can be not so good,
0: depending on who it is and what they come up with, really. I love it when mm. someone comes up with a good idea. It's brilliant, yeah. When someone comes up with a strange idea, you have to say, well, you know, perhaps, but maybe not, you know. Uh, but in general, <laughs> a bit of health's nice, but not all the time. I like, I like to spend a lot... Of time on these albums, and like 99% of the time, it's probably me on the own, and then people come in and do their bits, and I weave them into the tapestry of music as, it, as you do, you know. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's fantastic. what are you, What are you playing for gear right now? Are you still with Marshall and a um, couple of Boss pedals, or
0: I would be with
1: Marshall if I was on stage,
0: but I haven't really been on stage for a while, um, so I just use a a Boss GT10. Um, guitar pedal, really, and then every every um, every take is a different story, really, in the studio, depending on uh, what's required and how it sounds and on the day and stuff. Yeah.
1: So you, you uh, have you experimented with amp sims and things like that, or yeah, just I let, the yeah, so, straight in?
0: Yeah, it's pretty good actually. It's pretty close. Close enough, anyway, and uh, mm. it's a lot easier than logging the Marshall up.
1: <laughs> Indeed.
0: Yeah, I used to get annoyed with uh, that because sometimes when you get a sound with a Marshall amp. very very critical exactly where the microphone is you know so if somebody if you're in mid working on a track and someone comes through and kicks the mic and you put it back there and it's never going to be quite the same unless you've got a laser pointing device to actually home it in otherwise it sounds slightly different it's no good so in that way it's a lot more handy having the amp simulators because they just stay as they are and it's as it is you know yeah
1: right yeah i want to touch on some uh some other collaborations and things i mean you don't seem to have a ton of like guest spots which is I was say, interesting
0: there's, yeah there's not many i was gonna say yeah collaborations which cla- which collaborations would those be other of the two
1: i've done yeah with i mean you you played on uh, jordan rudess's uh cover I album i mean how did that get hooked up i imagine being who he is i mean be a big osric fan but yeah so, like, um, how did that how did that get
0: well, we both had the time had the same record company, Magna Carta Records in America, and oh, um, right. therefore I got phoned up by Pete Morticelli, who runs the thing, um, saying, we have Jordan Rudess here, he'd love it if you want to play on his album, do you want to do it? And I went, oh, yeah, sure, sure, you know. A couple of days later, Jordan himself phoned me up, and I thought, "Oh, not every day that guy phones you up, hi, how are you doing? And he just said, right, hmm. yeah, I'll send you some backing tracks, and if you can do some solos on it. And uh, that was that. I didn't sit in the studio with him, but it was a uh, virtual... Thing again, yeah. and it was really good. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good exercise for me. It, it pushed my uh, boundaries in a different direction, and to do things I don't normally do. Um, right. I
1: mean, are you are you so it was uh, Sound Chaser from Yes and Just Just yeah. the Same by Gentle Giant. Yeah. Do you think I mean were they big influences or, or that was uh, just so, what I mean, was they were a little
0: bit not huge. I mean, I liked them very much. I don't know whether they were much of an influence on the Osric band, but uh, definitely very much into Gentle Giant and Yes as as while well, growing up you know very much so yeah sure awesome
1: so not too long uh was it a couple of years till you've got the uh the 40th anniversary do you have any plans for that
0: i hadn't even thought that far ahead really to be honest well it's a couple of years now is it oh we'll do something for sure
1: yeah it's what's uh 2023 wow
0: okay if we're all still here we'll be doing some crazy thing of some sort yeah maybe release some album with as many ex-osric members as i can possibly find around the planet and trying to get them all on there Big fun you know
1: that would, that would be epic. <laughs> I don't know, oh.
0: don't know how you'd go about it, but I can surely start saying
1: Well, I mean, with uh, today's, uh, you know, virtual abilities, I think it would actually be a lot easier than yeah, probably it take, used to be.
0: Yeah, about 10 minutes it would probably take, wouldn't it, nowadays? It's brilliant.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Are, are you comfortable talking about synesthesia? Yes. Because I, I, just, I just, I didn't know that about you, and I, I thought that was quite interesting given the nature of, you know, everything you know, how has that affected your your music? Well, I just
0: assumed everybody had a little picture in their head when they hear a sound. So it's a very nice, it's it's very useful, really, for my mixing technique, actually, because in my mind, I do mm. see that stereo field that's in front of me in the studio has a landscape with a mirror down the middle of it, reflected. Mm. It's fairly obvious, because you want your stereo image to be symmetrical on that. But um yeah, if there's a little sound in one, in the top right-hand side of the speakers tinkling away there. I see that as a thing. And there has to be an equivalent thing on the other side, not necessarily exactly the same, but will balance it out. So visually, it's very useful. And sometimes, when I think of my guitar solos and lines, as literally as as sort of pictures on a grid in my mind, with varying colours, and mm. uh, I just find it a useful thing. It's like it's like having a graph when you're describing something to somebody. A visual aid. It's like I mean, a visual aid inside my head, which I can sometimes refer to if I can't remember the actual notes. I can remember the shape of them and what they were looking like and stuff. It's hard to explain, mm. but
1: it, it helps. It really helps. That's that's fantastic fantastic. Um do you, do you have to close your eyes to see it or is it No just it's just like no it's like, and,
0: it's, and it's not something I actually it's not like a hallucination appearing before my very eyes. It's like if I want to tap into it I can go, Oh yeah, that was the that was the grey triangular shape with a little thing coming off it in the right hand side which was rotating slowly and changing colour while moving to the left. Maybe it needs to get smaller as it moves to the left so the one on the right can get smaller as it moves to the other side. And mm, more, interesting. You know, just like this. It's, it's a lot of psychedelic nonsense on, on one level, but it's kind of how I think, you know? Uh-huh. If you must uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> <It's>
1: Weird. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, when you were in Colorado, you um, unfortunately lost um, a lot of uh, back catalogue with the fire. We did, um, indeed, Did yes. you manage to get all of it back or, like, because I, I remember the f- the fans were helping tr- try and rebuild that. I mean, they were. Very
0: nice. very kindly they were. Um, and actually, the thing is, I can't actually remember all of it, because I hadn't actually listened to it all, because there's a lot of mm. early cassette tapes of gig after gig after gig, and ideas and stuff which have gone, you know, but um, most of the serious stuff, we've pretty much got a lot of it back really, in a way. That's good. But I lost some multi tracks of um, Upland, which is a bit of a shame, but these uh, two inch tape reels of that, but I've got nothing to play that on anyway now, you know. So. Right. So it's all right, you know, so it was a nice cleansing thing and on one really strange level it was, uh, got rid of a load of clutter in the house. I've been dragging all this stuff around for years and then suddenly, poof, and off it goes and okay. Right. <laughs> it's all right. It was okay. Yeah.
1: It was okay. It's it, After all, it's stuff and you weren't, you, you were on tour at the time, right?
0: Yeah, we were. Well, we ran back just in time to grab a load of stuff before it actually went. Mm. Thankfully, so we filled the truck full of all our gear, which was ready packed because we just come off tour. It was all in the flight mm. cases. We just took it right out again and shoved it in somewhere else, and ran around for a bit, grabbed the cat, and uh, left. And off it went. You know. Yeah. Crazy feeling.
1: Unfortunate, but like it's like you said, it's it's just stuff. It's, it's just not. stuff. It really is just stuff. It, human it, it beings. beings.
0: It wasn't people, it wasn't animals, and it wasn't anybody got hurt. So from my point that's, of view it's fine. It was fine. It was fine. Life's so. rich tapestry. Um, yeah.
1: Um so I like to do a, a little non quip fire question round. Okay. Um what what significant negative experience have you overcome and what did that teach you? Well,
0: that fire was one. Actually, oh. to be honest. That was that, I mean you know, i say it was great, but on one level it was absolutely devastating. And I had to really take a step back and a deep breath and realize actually that that is the thing and that it is just stuff and that people are so much way beyond more important than that, you know? Um, so that was probably the most profound one I did learn actually, really, I think out of that, out of all that.
1: Awesome. What major positive experience has given you the encouragement to follow this journey?
0: Uh, so many, um, I th- well, I think a lot of it's uh, my my upbringing, actually, thankfully. I was, I was fortunately brought up in a fairly artistic, encouraging environment mm. um, with a bit of help there, so I didn't have to think too hard about struggling and could really concentrate on what I needed to do, which was to do the tunes, you know. Thankfully, mm. my dad was artistic, therefore he understood my passion for it and said, okay, I'm I'm not doing too badly off now, so I'll give you... Two years. I left school at age 16, see, and he said, right, you've got two years to make it in the business, and we'll try Mm -hmm. it, and I'll give you two years, I'll I'll take care of you and give it two years, and here I am, still trying to get there, 35 years later, almost getting to where he thought I should be, you know, so.
1: I heard, I heard, I I did read somewhere where you said, uh, you know, even ten years later you were still skint. Sort of, skin on and off, yeah,
0: not not multi-million rock star riches fantasy that people have about what happens when you make tunes yeah, <laughs> yeah no still fine not skint happily okay well enough off to be able to make tunes really is the thing yeah. right
1: but i mean what point did you ever have to do any um regular jobs to to supplement income like in the early years or did it you just started touring and
0: i tried to get a job in this golf club that was on wimbledon common helping out in this golf club in the kitchens Mm. Didn't work very well. I stayed about two days. Um, there was a potato peeling machine, and I thought it'd be great to chuck a tomato in there. So I, d- <laughs> 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 I couldn't be bothered. I want I, it was too mad for me. That was a crazy time. I could, you know, I had uh, don't know what it is autism or something. I can only really do
1: music and cook and draw pictures and tell jokes. <laughs> right. So I mean, what does music mean to you? My
0: doorway into my doorway into the other the other if you can understand that's a very huge thing um it's it's my doorway into finding out what goes on behind the physical universe and it's hopefully a way to show other people a bit of that as well is what it seems to me to be and also it keeps me sane and happy and i love it i love it and uh, live and breathe it my life
1: fantastic you you typically use uh, i've i've read that you you do tend to just write the tunes and then later on discover what you're gonna call them yeah Um, so so the new album space for the earth is that it kind of almost is indicative of like maybe trying to get the the planet to get, get back to not just, you know, us destroying it is that a fair statement, or am I just like pulling something out of it? That's no, that's kind of really true. There. That
0: is, that's, I mean, obviously, I feel that very strongly. Um, the, the space for the earth idea was just because, um, at some moment during this uh lockdown scenario where there was nothing really happening anywhere in Scotland, where I am at least, you know, it was very quiet outside, mm. and I sort of went out there and realized how very, very quiet it was, much quieter than normal, not even a distant humbing, hum, humming of planes or anything like that could hear the birds okay, and and all that. And I thought, well, let's hear, here we have a little bit of space for the Earth to just have a little breather there for a second or two. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what my feeling was, really, with it, you know, a little bit of space for the Earth to have a little recovery moment and the fact that it could happen quite easily, well, maybe not that easily, but it could or should happen, mm-hmm. we, that we pull back a little bit and calm it down a little bit on the older emissions front, for example, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah, so... What I'd like to play a song at the end of the interview. What okay. song off the uh, presumably the new album? Oh, what yeah, what song would you like to play?
0: Climbing Plants,
1: Climbing uh, Plants, yeah, yeah,
0: that's that's I think that's maybe the it's not the last the first one side two, maybe. Yeah, yeah that one'd be nice because it's gentle and it's expansive and fun and
1: wide, you know. Is there any story behind it?
0: Uh, it was just one of many tunes I was making over the last year and. I was looking out the window and saw these plants climbing on the tree there, and that's where the title came from. One morning, and mm. I just love it. It's a gentle space and it's pleasant
1: enough. You know? Uh One one last question though. Yep. Um, I love the I love the story about how the um, the Osrics got named was something to do with an alien breakfast cereal. <laughs> yeah. Are there any other Are there any other interesting you know breakfast cereals that that would have come out of that, or did the word, they end up yeah, as was, tra- it, track names? It was one of about three or four, that was. Osric Tentacles was one of the three
0: or four or five, six serials that we were imagining on one strange LSD-warped morning. Um, and there was Osric Tentacles, there was Malcolm Segments, was another one. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I can't remember the other one. Desmond Wisps was another one. Desmond Wisps was another serial. There was a few. That, they're the three I can remember, anyway. That's what so There awesome. go.
1: all right i mean one last question is is what advice would you give you know aspiring musicians oh um if it's what
0: drives your soul then go for it if it's just the money you're interested you won't probably have quite the journey you could have um so i would say if you you want to do music and it burns in your heart to do it you will do it but don't always expect to have the riches come pouring in because that comes and goes do with the seasons of the mentality of the state of the universe it seems fantastic. that's what i'd advise but no definitely go for it and enjoy it if you can it's, it's
1: it's a good way to carry on sage advice this has been a fantastic conversation i really appreciate you uh taking the time thank you so um, much where can where can people find out about the band
0: oh um oh well, uh, i i don't know do you know what? I don't really know. They're going on, on I can uh, link
1: it in the show notes.
0: Yeah, on the on the on online you can find out about us really. <laughs> Go to just search Osric Tentacles online and you'll have it all pouring in there. And there'll be plenty on YouTube and everywhere, really. We're currently making all a right. new website. We're making a new website at the moment, so it's not really that's why I have a bit hesitant there, because I'm not quite sure until Fantastic. that's done, which won't be, long. won't be long. Cheers, man. That was good fun.
1: Thanks as always for listening. I'd really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes because that really helps the podcast get in front of more people just like you who want to learn from the successes, strategies, and failures of artists and entrepreneurs that I talk to. I really feel that the information coming from those guests is exceedingly valuable for the musicians community and anyone wanting to pick up tips from other people's experiences. Keep pushing the needle and be excellent to each other. This is the Osric Tentacles with Climbing Plants.